From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, memorial services are held across the country on the 49th day after the Itaewon crowd crush to remember the 158 lives lost. North Korea says it has successfully tested a high-thrust solid-fuel motor as part of the development of a new strategic weapon. And political parties remain at an impasse over the budget bill a day after the deadline imposed by the parliamentary speaker. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. A series of memorial ceremonies are being held across the country on Friday, marking the 49th day since the deadly crowd crush in Seoul's Itaewon neighborhood that took 158 lives. The day corresponds to the final day of mourning in Buddhist tradition, when prayers are offered for the deceased to be reborn into a better world. Kim So-yeon reports. Itaewon crowd crush in late October are being remembered and honored on Friday in a series of ceremonies held nationwide. The Choge Order of Korean Buddhism carried out a memorial service at the Choge Temple in central Seoul on Friday morning with hundreds in attendance held on the 49th day since the tragic incident in accordance with Buddhist mourning traditions. With portraits of 67 victims and tablets with the names of 78 other victims displayed in their honor, the ceremony began with the striking of a bell 158 times in remembrance of each victim. The mother of actor Lee Ji-an, who died in the crash, read a letter she had written asking people to remember the sons and daughters who passed away and to pray that they are reborn in the safest country in the world so that they are happy and without worries. The Korean Council of Religious Leaders, representing the nation's seven major religions, are themselves scheduled to hold a joint memorial service Friday afternoon for the victims at Nuksapyeong Station near Itaewon. Later at 6 p.m., the bereaved families and civic groups intend to conduct a service in front of Itaewon Station near the site of the tragedy. When the clock strikes 6.34 p.m., the time of the first emergency call made hours before the crush, participants are expected to begin commemorating the victims in a joint religious ceremony representing Buddhism, Protestantism, Catholicism, and One Buddhism. Following the service, the victims' families plan to march toward the presidential office, calling for a thorough investigation to find the truth and demanding that those responsible be held to account and punished accordingly. Kim Soyeon. KBS World Radio News. Several senior officials from the district office that oversees the Itaewon area where the crowd crush occurred in October have claimed that they lost or changed their mobile phones in the wake of the tragedy. According to the police on Thursday, Park Hee-young, head of the Yongsan district office, replaced her Samsung Galaxy phone with a new iPhone on November 5th, one week after the crowd crush. A special police investigation team confiscated her iPhone during a raid of her office on November 8th, but she initially refused to provide the password to investigators, only giving up the password two and a half weeks later after repeated requests. Another Yongsang district official in charge of disaster safety also reportedly bought a new phone, claiming he dropped his previous phone in the toilet. Police suspect they may have bought the new phones to conceal their whereabouts and contact history during the time of the crowd crush, and are considering requesting arrest warrants for these individuals over concerns that they may destroy evidence. 
North Korea says it has successfully tested a high-thrust solid-fuel motor as part of the development of a new strategic weapon at its Sohei satellite launching ground. The North's official Korean Central News Agency said on Friday that an institute under the Academy of Defense Science successfully conducted the static firing test of a solid-fuel motor with a thrust of 140-ton force on Thursday morning. The outlet said that the test was carried out under the guidance of leader Kim Jong-un, who praised it as another resolution to important challenges in the process of achieving goals related to strategic weapons under the country's five-year plan for defense and arms development. North Korea has used liquid fuel engines for its medium to long-range missiles, such as the Hwasong-17. Using solid fuel missiles would make it more difficult to detect signs of a launch beforehand. The UN General Assembly adopted a resolution on Thursday condemning human rights violations by North Korea and called for efforts to address the issue. In a General Assembly meeting at the UN headquarters in New York, the resolution was passed by consensus without a vote, making it the 18th of its kind since 2005 and the first to be co-sponsored by South Korea in four years. This year's resolution added calls for North Korea to release all information pertaining to foreign nationals who have been subjected to human rights violations by the regime to their families and national governments. The addition reflects South Korea's efforts to obtain details related to the shooting death of a fisheries official by North Korean soldiers near the western maritime border in 2020. North Korea's envoy to the UN said the move was politically motivated. The head of the International Atomic Energy Agency said the organization is prepared to take on a greater role in resolving the North Korean nuclear issue. Speaking to South Korean media outlets in Seoul on Friday, IAEA Director General Rafael Grossi said opening channels of communication is indispensable in resolving the nuclear stalemate and that the IAEA can play a constructive role in the process. On his first visit to South Korea, Grossi has met with President Yoon Suk-yeol and administration officials to discuss the North's nuclear program, as well as Japan's plan to release radioactive water from the crippled Fukushima nuclear plant into the ocean. Assuring Seoul that the IAEA takes concerns over Tokyo's planned water release very seriously, Grossi said the agency is committed to ensuring that the process is done in strict compliance with international safety standards. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. The impasse between the rival political parties over next year's budget bill continued into Friday, one day past the Thursday deadline put forth by National Assembly Speaker Kim Jin-pyo. The ruling People Power Party earlier rejected the Speaker's arbitration proposal to reduce the maximum corporate taxation rate by one percentage point, short of the ruling camp's call for a three percentage point cut. The main opposition Democratic Party had accepted the suggestion. At a party meeting on Friday, PPP floor leader Ju Ho-young said the one percentage point reduction in corporate taxes would be insufficient in supporting the Yoon suk yeol administration's economic revitalization policies. DP leader Lee Jae-myung, on the other hand, accused the ruling party of neglecting its duties in state affairs in favor of defending the interests of conglomerates and the super-rich. Although the two sides are said to be continuing discussions by phone, negotiations are expected to go past this weekend. A subway train was stuck for over two hours after breaking down on a bridge over the Han River in Seoul on Thursday. The Line 1 train departing from Yongsan Station and heading for Noryangjin Station came to a stop on the Han River Railroad Bridge at 7.58 p.m., 
leaving some 500 passengers trapped for over two hours. The state-run Korea Railroad Corporation deployed another rail car to tow the stop train to Noryangjin Station at 10.05 p.m. About 50 trains experienced a delay in operations by as much as 50 minutes due to the train's malfunction. The cold snap gripping the country is expected to continue into the weekend, with the morning low in Seoul forecast to slip to minus 14 degrees on Sunday. The freezing weather is projected to let up from Tuesday. Heavy snow is expected for the western provinces on Saturday, with 3 to 8 centimeters of snow expected for Chungcheong and Jola provinces, and over 10 centimeters for western coastal areas in North Jola province. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 0.95 points, or 0.04% on Friday, closing the week at 2,360.02. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy. You can also catch our news from our website at world.kbs.co.kr. 